Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 27 of Be With Me. We're in the book of Galatians, and ta-da, we are in chapter 6. It's the last chapter of the book of Galatians. Paul has been making a big argument about uh, not following the law, and uh, does that mean our behavior, we can do anything? No. Now he's going to talk about what the behavior is supposed to do, so it's not supposed to be an opportunity to the, to the, to the flesh to live as close as possible to the to the line. No, he's already said, through love, serve one another. And now he's saying, hey, stay in the fight. That's because the Spirit's in the fight. And where the Spirit is uh, weaponized, that's where you're going to live the Christian life, to live by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, keep in step by the Spirit. And that's where the Holy Spirit's trigger is pulled, if you will, as the weapon of the Holy Spirit. So now we're going to get to... Uh, practical things that Paul wants us to do with our our behavior. It's kind of like, hey, stop doing the law. That's the first five chapters. Now he's saying, well, now what? Here it is, chapter 6, verse 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So I want to talk about this. Um, if any of you is caught in any transgression. So let's think about this. If Wait, wait a minute. You mean to tell me, first of all, that there is a standard, that there that you can transgress a standard, that there's, there's a standard that you can perform, if you will, less than? Yes. Now, is that the standard of the law? No, it's the standard of love. And the people who are enacting in this, generally, I think, they know it. And, and it says that because you have to be caught in the transgression. In, in other words, they were savvy enough to try to keep keep it secret for the most part. And when your transgression is exposed, the goal here is not just to nail you and kick you out of fellowship. The goal is to bring you back into fellowship. So, in general, this is a call, I think, for fellowship, even though it's not specifically mentioned in this particular passage, but it assumes fellowship. It assumes fellowship by the word brothers. It said, brothers, we're we're walking this Christian life together, number one, because you can't do it alone, or you can't do it alone as well as you can do it with a, with a body of people. These are people that have your, your right side and your left side. They got your back, so to speak. And part of having your back is when you transgress, when you fall short, uh, they know you well enough to be involved in your life, to be involved in fellowship, to help you, to see. They have to be close enough to you to see particular problems. And uh, it's a call that you be involved in fellowship. There's absolutely no such thing in the Christian world as Christian Lone Ranger-isms. There's an, an assumption that that everybody in the New Testament, every single person in the New Testament, except for maybe Paul, right after the road of Damascus, is breaking bread and serving and on mission in a local church. Boom, everybody. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Send me a letter. Uh, and so don't get the spirit of this is that, hey, the idea is to go and catch people and and to be caught by people, I mean, it's not a, don't, you don't have to be paranoid. And, and I think criticisms of the church could, just, could be in saying, oh, that doesn't sound very loving. But here's the real loving thing. The real loving thing is if 
if I decide spiritually or uh, behavior-wise to go play in the road, so to speak, to do something dangerous and harmful to myself, uh, what's the loving thing? Is it to let me get run over? That's not what Christ is asking of his Christian body. What he's asking is brothers and sisters that come to me and say, hey, you're playing in the road right now, and it's not a very good idea, and you're going to get hurt, and, and, and bring it to my attention. And so, the, so the, I am being a burden to my brothers and sisters in the sense they're bearing my burden of foolishness and helping to come alongside of me, to warn me. Why? Just, just to nail me? No. The point is, you are spiritual. Restore that person. So that's the highest level of fellowship is, are you on a rescue mission, a restore mission of people that are kind of doing knuckleheading things in the, in the church? So here's one big point I want to make today is that the uh, a, the second most precious thing that's given away every Sunday. What's the first most precious thing that's given away uh, every Sunday? Well, that's Jesus, of course. It's his Holy Spirit. It's the work that he does in us. Okay, forget that for a second. What's number two? The second most precious thing that's given away every Sunday is fellowship. I mean, it might be equal with teaching. Anyway, stay with my stay with my argument here. Fellowship is given away for free every Wednesday night, every at every teaching, in every Sunday school class, in every dark corner of service in the church. It's a precious, precious thing. How do we know it's precious? Well, just lose it for a second. You'll know that you've lost something valuable, something very precious, and something that's life-giving. It's a lifeline. So people that are that have cut themselves out of fellowship. It's, it's supposed to be devastating because the fellowship is supposed to be valuable. In my uh, little fellowship, we have a little a saying, which is, to, we say this to new people to <laughs> encourage them not to come, I guess. And that is that you will disappoint us. And we're going to decide what we're going to do right now when you disappointed. And this is what we decide, that if we catch you in a transgression, we're going to try to restore you gently, lovingly, yes. And and then what we ask of the, the, our new people is that we are going to disappoint you somehow, maybe corporately or individually for sure, and we want you to decide now what you're going to do when we disappoint you. Will you help us with grace and restore us to fellowship? All right. Bottom line is if you do not have fellowship, you must. There is no plan B in the church. It's, it follows like belief, baptism, fellowship. I mean, these are just like absolute basics. And what does that mean? That means real people that have real sicknesses, real problems, real, knucked, real knuckleheadedness uh, in a real church. Uh, so the whole COVID thing, if you're not going, oh my goodness, go. That's step one. And then serve and love and Get in a fellowship to help you, to protect you uh, when we transgress. So remember, the second most valuable thing, at least for today, that's given away in the church every Sunday is fellowship. And why? Because it helps us when we transgress. Thanks for listening. Go find fellowship. See you tomorrow.